Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We're going to be reviewing last night's NXT 2.0 and uh, giving some early predictions, anyways, for the upcoming Halloween Havoc. Um, at least our thoughts on the direction of NXT 2.0 and what Halloween Havoc means for that. Uh, and we also have some news, some uh, some G1 final news, some AW Impact Dream Match news. But first, I want to let you guys know if you like going in raw and you want it ad-free in the audio realm, you can get that at goinginraw.supercast.tech for $3 a month. The show ad-free. If you enjoy bonus content, we do a couple bonus episodes every single week at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $5 a month, you get the show, the entire show of Going In Raw in the audio realm, ad-free, plus the two bonus episodes every single week that we do. Yesterday was a really fun one. We did the top 10 most controversial wrestling pay-per-views. Um, and uh, yeah, a couple obvious choices in there, but uh, I thought it, was a, thought it was a pretty decent episode. Yeah, yeah. Bonus content for you. Uh, so anyways, we got that going for us. And then of course, uh, tomorrow on the YouTube, we're going to be doing our live reactions to crown jewel. Mm-hmm. Also known here, the going in raw universe is crown Royal because it's correct. Funnier. It's funnier to call the it is. name it after an alcoholic beverage. Um, so we got that going on. And then, uh, of course on, uh, Saturday, oh gosh, 24 hour stream on the Twitch. Gonna be up for an entire literal day, uh, doing doing our thing, man. So that's exciting. That's awesome. I'm looking no, forward. It's to not it. exciting. It's I'm, not exciting. Keep on forgetting. I'm just stumbling into this thing with no preparation whatsoever. But then the cool thing is, the next morning, on the morning, the successful morning after, we're gonna get ourselves some. We're gonna DoorDash ourselves some Denny's and do a live review of some various Denny's breakfast plates. Are you are you're excited about that, right? Yeah, play some GTA, do some movie watch alongs, uh, do, do some do some Smash Zone stuff. Oh, it's gonna be a blast! It's gonna be agonizing. Zoom some friendos in during a, a special whatever it is, Matt Chat or whatever we call it, Friendo Fest Zoom in special session. It's good stuff. No, what do you want to talk about first today? Here, on let's the talk show? about let's talk about uh, uh, dream matches. We like dream matches. Uh, apparently, uh, there's been pitch, pitches made to have uh, an AEW Impact dream match between two champs. So, Fifel Select, go subscribe to Fifel Select, has this. So, Fifel spoke with Deanna Prozzo ahead of this weekend's Bound for Glory pay per view, which we'll be watching during our 24 hour stream. Um, and she mentioned that she's pitched to Impact exec Scott Demore uh, a potential bout against. AEW's women's champ, Britt Baker, um, and noted that Britt had talked to Tony Khan about some sort of crossover uh, uh, between the two companies involving the champions. Um, Perazzo uh, added that, of course, with them both being champs, having a match, deciding on a winner, uh, especially with uh, uh, Deanna now, uh, being like booked as like a really, 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 really dominant champ, Britt being booked really, really strong now too, Getting a finish that works, everybody. Bit of an issue, um, but uh, the prospect of that match uh, is, is pretty cool. I'd love to see it. I'd love, I'd love to see it. I think I'll be honest with you. I, I think that fans would be forgiving of a time limit draw. I really do. I think that to see these two just wrestle, just go at it mm-hmm. for thirty minutes, and mm-hmm. uh, and you don't need. I think I'd rather that than like. Uh, uh, 
you know, even finish. even even, you know, when we criticize WWE, for example, this past Monday, what we saw in the main event, I would have been fine with a with a, a, a draw with a, a, a time limit draw. I would have been yeah, fine no. with that because it's like, whoa, Bianca went toe to toe with Charlotte and she lasted the entire way. This is a mountain to climb, you know, but they don't they don't do that. They don't do that. They don't ever do time limit draws. Uh, no, they really don't. Um, but uh, and I, I get that you know you don't want to rely on that too much. They just did that with uh, Kenny versus uh, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. But uh, but still, you know, if a dream match situation is available, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. Like what the, what's the uh, Mickey James? I'm sorry, Mickey James is the match for Deanna Perazzo at Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory, yeah. I mean, I don't know that they would do a title change there. Probably not. But this isn't WWE. I'd love to see. I would love to see outside the WWE. Those promotions start booking older talent the way WWE does in their promotion for men. Because you can, you know, Brock Lesnar, uh, Goldberg, perfect example, 55 years old, he comes in, he's dominant still some way. The guy can barely move in the ring and he's dominant. Why wouldn't that philosophy extend? But if you look at their women's division, they bring in Mickey James and she's like jobbing out to everybody. Yeah. Why don't you apply that philosophy? You know, that lots of promotions do with the men as well. Like Christian shows up, he's like 47 years old or whatever, and he's able to beat a young stud like Hobbs, you know? Um, so I'd love for Impact to be the promotion that's like, hey, wait a second. We're gonna start using some of these philosophies that apply to the men in various promotions with the women. Mickey James comes in. What if she beats Deanna Prato? I'm probably not going to bet on that. I'm probably not going to put my predictions on that. But I think it'd be an interesting approach to do, that. especially all the work Mickey James has, has put in. I know. Um, I know. But maybe if that's the case of Bound for Glory, Deanna Prato no longer has to worry about being all that protected. Maybe she can come in and take a loss against Britt Baker. I don't know. Um, but again, a lot of these promotions outside WWE, they have a lot of cool pieces in place. You can do cool stuff. And oftentimes mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some dream matches like that. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of dream matches, we got our G1 final set uh, over in New Japan. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a match we saw just last year. Um, but anyways, it's still a Ooh, great match. <laughs> sorry. Great. great uh, uh, good point here from Dang MQ. Mercedes Martinez won that tournament for a title oh, shot. Oh, that's right. Maybe Impact is going in that direction. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, G1 final. Oh, yeah. G1 final. Not exactly a dream match because we've seen it before, but it's great nonetheless. Uh, so Kota Ibushi, a couple days ago, defeated Kenta to win the A block. Last night, uh, Kazuchika Okada uh, defeated the, up to that point, undefeated yeah. Jeff Cobb in round robin uh, action. And he won B block. So uh, tonight, they are facing off to determine who wins the G1, who gets title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. What is, so you're, are you still with, uh, uh, now? now we have... RG, I, I still have to decorate the back of that money we in the do. bank. We have one. our own. We had our own G one pool. Yeah, you and I are tied heading into this final bout. Yeah, fifty seven points apiece. We were down by one. You point. were down by three, and I was down by one or two to the to the enforcer to the hitting enforcer. into last night. Yeah. Um. So it all comes down to this final match. I picked Okada to win the beginning. You picked Kota Ibushi. Uh. I could. I feel like it could go either way. Yeah. Sure. Um. This is the fourth year in a row Kota Ibushi has made to the finals of the G1. I'm, He's going for yeah. his third win in a row. It just seems like a it seems like a lot. <laughs> oh, I, the reason I picked Okada to begin with is because I thought they were uh, booking to a Osprey Okada match at Wrestle Kingdom where Okada would get the belt off Osprey. Of course, Osprey got hurt. They had the match between Okada and 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 Shingo to crown a new champion. Shingo won that. I don't know if they're continue the story. Uh, kind of with Okada beating Shingo at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, also, that's originally why I picked Okada, because I thought maybe, because we kind of saw that, seen that in the past where they had a story, something happens, they've kind of continued the story and someone fills in that uh, spot. Also, in A block action, Kota Ibushi beat Shingo uh, during the round robin phase, where they revisit that match, the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, just three months, less than three months later. I don't know. I'm still thinking Okada's going to win. And he'll face off against Shingo. But then you got to think about, all right, there's always, if you win the briefcase, you got to defend it uh, between now and Wrestle Kingdom. 
Okada only lost to Tomatonga during the tournament. Will they have a one-on-one match for the briefcase? Or will they do Kota Bushi if he wins versus Zack Sabre Jr.? Zack beat Kota. Um, there's just a lot of moving pieces in play. I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, my head says Okada. My heart says Ibushi. I, ch- I chose Ibushi because I think they're, like, in this mode right now where, you know, Okada came out really, really strong, and Ibushi literally lost his first match against the Tokyo Pimp. Yeah, he lost two of his first three matches. Yeah, and so I could see that being like, hey, he started off weak and he's going to finish really strong. Okada started really strong. Um, He was able to topple Jeff Cobb, who's booked like a monster these days. I don't know how the story, the road to stories play. I have no idea because, like you said, there are so many moving pieces. You got Will Ospreay there. You got Shingo. You got Zack Sabre Jr. You still have Jeff Cobb in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, my head says Okada because I feel like new Japan needs to simplify things a little bit. And Okada is a big name at the same time. And, and on top of that, there is a Bushi. I don't know what his physical status is like, like that thing that would have like pneumonia or whatever he had seemed pretty serious. And I don't know that they'd want to run him through what it would take to get to wrestle kingdom and all, all those matches you're talking about. Um, so I, do, I just don't know, but, uh, but it wouldn't shock me if I think he's tied, like the only, I think I forget who it was, but somebody else has won two consecutive. I think, uh, tens on that when sounds right. G ones. Nobody's done three in a row. Nope. And they might want to be in record-breaking mode right now so they can say, yes. oh, he's got this. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's all that. I mean, he's never uh, – Shing- he never – let's see, he lost the title to Osprey. So he it's was not supposed like- to have a, a, a bout against Shingo at right, one of the right, summer yeah. shows, yeah. but then the pneumonia happened. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so – yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 sticking with my pick for Ibushi for because that's what I we picked it in. You know when we went into this thing, uh, I thought three in a row sounds nice, and that's why I went with it. I'm like three in a row sounds good. Sure, why not? Uh, so uh, so yeah. So the winner between you and me now because the enforcer is mathematically out of it. The winner gets uh, the the briefcase, and that gets you extra points at Wrestle Kingdom, similar mm-hmm. to. That's where the title shot comes. Okay, in. so comes since it's been it's been dubbed the G1 tournament in 1991, so Chono won it two years in a row, mm-hmm. Tenzon won it two years in a row, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. If you go back to previous names, and like Inoki won it four years in a row. Uh, Joe, yeah, yeah, and then three years in a row later on. Uh, Joe Ara says Okada winning might feel a little bit like a return to some normalcy prior to the wonky booking. And the elite leaving the pandemic. But I've been saying that for a little while now that, oh, they're going to put Okada back. They're going to put Okada. Maybe now that pandemic is on the wind down anyways, maybe they will try to sort of reset with Okada at the top. That would make some sense. I don't know. I mean, honestly, their booking is sort of off the wall weird these days anyways. Um, I just I never know what to believe. I do really love that Zack Sabre Jr. and Jeff Cobb are two guys that really had great G1, especially last year's uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Jeff Cobb has been a guy that you and I have liked for a long time now. Oh, yeah. And it's been great seeing him come up. He's being booked like a monster now. Um, So that's been some real positives out Mm -hmm. of this G1. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. It's still weird to me that they had Kota Ibushi win the title last year at Wrestle Kingdom, create a new belt after merging the titles, and then had him lose it so quickly thereafter. That still seems... That still is a bit of a head scratcher for me. That is really weird. Like, why did why didn't they give Coda like a good run with it? I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, I, I still kind of wonder if there was some behind the scenes stuff that we just weren't privy to. I don't know. I don't really keep up with that all that much. Maybe that info is out there in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how how long after that was it that he got uh, that he that he fell. Oh, it was, a few, it was a few months. It was a few months because he lost okay. it in the spring to to Osprey, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until I don't know summer. Mm-hmm. That uh, that he he got sick. So yeah, yeah. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, anyways, uh, let's talk about NXT. It's the go home to Halloween Havoc. Uh, did anything in this episode help you form or better educate your thoughts on the main, the two main title matches. Of course we have uh, uh Frankie Monet versus Raquel. I'm sorry. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez. And we've got Tommaso Champa, the big one versus Braun Breaker. That's a real sort of head scratcher. And did you come away with anything here? No, 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 nothing. There was a video package for, for uh, Mandy and Raquel. They had a, can they coexist tag match between Braun and Champa? No physicality between the two of them afterwards. Um, so no, I, I got no indication where they're gonna where they're leading either way. You know, for the for the title match, I thought uh, Joe Gacy might be a bit of a wild card in terms of getting involved in that bout to some extent. It doesn't seem like that's gonna happen based on the little segment they had last night. Although based on that, I kind of feel a little better about my theory. It's some sort of Fight Club thing where Harlan's a bit of a projection of some aspect of himself that he's trying to, you know, uh, hide away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's funny because watching that, I feel better about my assertion that he's he's a reformed proud boy. <laughs> I mean, they're in prison. Maybe, maybe Harlan, where was Harland on January 6th? <laughs> I'm just saying, oh, where, was he? where was he? <laughs> So it's hard to tell because like, like there was like a pane of glass or or, or like a two way mirror or something. Clearly like that. in prison, he was clearly in prison. Well, I didn't know if he was clearly in prison because all you saw was his reflection in the glass. I didn't know it didn't look like he had like a prison uniform on. His whole garb looks like a prison uniform. Well, man. I know, it's, but it's not orange. No, but that'd be two nails. I think these days in prison, like whenever I watch Dateline and they interview like a a, a person in prison, they always put it like in a nice set so you don't know the guy's in prison. And then they just get up, and he's like, "Oh wow, look at that! He's wearing like a, a blue jumpsuit." I think a lot of times they have blue jumpsuits. Well, like. usually they're kind of they're like earth tones, yeah, or yeah. bright orange. Um, yeah, I think that's when that's when you go to you go to court when you're arraigned and and, and stuff and charged yeah. formally. You get the bright orange jumpsuit. Yeah, this is just yeah. based on watching TV. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Not Law and Order. These are like from news reports and watching, you know, like Dateline and stuff. When I watch, go to chort, I watch go to- funny court TikTok videos. Like when when a when a guy who's up for like some crime like a robber bank robber starts serenading the judge, or the one where the judge knew the dude from from elementary school, oh, it wow. was like, look at how far you've fallen, <laughs> and wow. he starts crying. So he's like, I'm really pulling for you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Oof. There's a lot of crazy stuff in the world, man. Um, so getting back to it though, are you still like you seem pretty certain before Braun Breaker is as soon as possible. I don't know. No, I believe I softened on that last week. Did you? Okay, okay. Be- yeah. Because of the because of the Joe Gacy thing, but now that's clearly not a thing. Um, I, I I I honestly don't know. I get the feeling that it's gonna stay with Champa. I just get that feeling that it's gonna stay with Champa. 
I just I get the I that get the feeling there's gonna be more of a chase there. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It he's, wouldn't surprise he's, me at all. He's been a good kid. By the way, where is Samoa Joe? <laughs> Why remember that time he came out of like you know, he was cleared and then he had matches and then he was gone. He yeah, he's hurt. Or he said he got hurt. That's where he had to vacate the belt. He got hurt. He got hurt. We, there was never like a more of a. I thought was it? Did he actually say he got hurt? He said he wasn't yeah. medically cleared. Oh, medically cleared. That's what it was. Well, the assumption I guess would be would be injury then. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep assumption to make these days, man. Well, usually when they say they're not medically cleared, that usually means at least on television they suffered some sort of injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. I wonder if they were just like, yeah, okay, you came back, you did what you're supposed to do, uh, and he's working in the front office now. I think he's out like recruiting people or something. Anyways, um, the the new Braun Breakers of the world. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, I, I I I just get the feeling. I I don't think I'll put it this way. I just don't think it's been enough. I don't think it's been enough. I think they need more to justify mm-hmm. Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. And today, by the way, in about three minutes and change, we're gonna find out what these ratings are gonna be looking like, which. Kind of matters with NXT. Like, okay, is this is this experiment working? I do feel like last night was probably going to be one of the first nights where nobody's really talking about it anymore. You know, we all yeah. we all know what it is now. So, are they going to be able to build on that? Is it going to maintain around that six hundred and fifty overall viewership? Uh, I think if they go keep going as they are now, I mean, I thought last week was a pretty solid episode because the pace of the show was good. And I kind of felt like this week they kind of fell back a little bit into the habits they had earlier on, where it was a lot more talky stuff. Matches were kind of a little more on the shorter side. They were, the, yeah, the matches were really short um, last night. And when that happens, I, it, I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to keep my interest in the show mm-hmm. because the problem is I don't find a lot of the stories they're telling at NXT 2.0 terribly intriguing. Yeah, they're not. They're they're really not. Most of them are just very simple, yeah. which simple isn't necessarily bad or boring. But they're just simple without any detail or layers added to it that would make it a little more interesting than just, hey, we're going to fight now. At least like in NXT UK, they keep the story simple and motivate the the matches, you know, based on the simplest motivation. But the personalities are enough to keep me invested. And, and right now, I'm not invested in, in a whole lot of the personalities in, in this new NXT. You need a balance. You need a balance of, look, if you're not going to have one thing, you better have something else. If you're not going to have compelling stories, you better damn well have good wrestling. And that was sort of NXT's thing. It was the stories weren't always necessarily compelling, but at the very least, you always had really good wrestling. Well, that's the thing in NXT UK, too, is, is the stories are generally motivated by the flimsiest of things, but the wrestling is usually pretty good. And the personalities are so established there, and everybody seems to have such good chemistry. Yeah. That even if the story is, hey, you bumped into me at the gym, mm-hmm. let's have a match. What follows that is usually pretty good. And the other thing about that is it generally doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, it's only an hour a week. It's awesome. Um, with this, it's like you've got thin stories, thin motivation, characters who aren't fleshed out, and then matches. It'd be, okay, cool, that's fine if you have like a 15-minute match, but the, you end up with like a two-minute, like literally, like so many of the matches last night reverted back to two to three-minute matches. Mm-hmm. Um, like LA Knight versus Grayson Waller was like a two-and-a-half-minute match. And like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. And especially when the, the outcome, while not certain, seems like, oh, well, LA, LA Knight's going to win this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it does. I mean, it's there, there are some there are some bright spots. I thought last night's was uh, it was it was on par with as entertaining as it was last week. It was last week. We had better wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that I thought it, once again, NXT 2.0, I will give it this. I will give it this. It does. It's never dry. It's never boring. It's either legitimately entertaining. It's like forty percent legitimately entertaining, sixty percent ironically fun to watch, because it's like, oh man, the, the, look at this Tony D'Angelo match. Last two weeks ago, you had a Tony D'Angelo match that was him versus a smaller, quicker opponent. This week, it was the same match but adjusted for large opponent. Mm-hmm. And so it's literally, as you said, this was going to be or predicted that the possibility was there. These guys that were signed in February learning how to wrestle for TV. You know, yeah. they they, they yeah. got the basics. Now, in front of us on cable TV, 
They're learning how to put together matches. Mm-hmm. And that ain't going to make for them. Or learning how to put together a match against various opponents. <laughs> against various sized opponents. Yeah. And uh, and it doesn't work. And unfortunately, in some cases, they buy. Now, I don't know. I, I have not done my research on J.C. Jane. I forget if she was. She's wrestled for a while. She's wrestled for a while. That suicide dive that took her out was uh, pretty gnarly. I mean, we've seen suicide yeah. dives take out veterans before. They're yeah. they're dumb moves. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of those unless your name is Phoenix or Darby Allen. To be honest with you, I don't even like. I can't stand when Big E does his the spear suicide dive. I can't stand that stuff. Um, it just scares the crap out of me. I think there's just too much yeah. to go wrong in my. Non wrestler, I'm not a wrestler, but I'm no. I hear my you. Opinion I hear you. I hear you. I mean, suicide dives have become what you know. At one point, a high spot in a match have become kind of so mundane that we kind of used grown used to them until you see one that kind of goes wrong and you realize, oh, though those are actually really damn dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, that's interesting. Roman Empire, thank you for this. He says jumpsuit colors denote why you're in prison. Orange oh. is violent or unruly. Blue is low threat, non-violent. Green is, oh, oh, Suicide Watch. And uh, for those charged with murder, et cetera. Wow. wow. So that's okay. like green is like a heavy one. Well, Har- Harland, I think, wears dark blue. So maybe he's a low threat, nonviolent. Where was he on January 6th? I don't know. Um, so, I don't know, but a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of what he's been doing around the ringside area seems very violent to me, so I don't know. <laughs> he does seem like a violent type. He seems, yeah, he seems but Quite then violent. he could be swayed by a simple. I'm telling you because there's, there's a connection there. So in your, so. is is this like he he's he's an imagine he's like the you said he's the id he's the he's 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 Joe Gacy's Tyler Durden. Yeah, but you know, so you're saying that Harland is Joe Gacy and Joe Gacy is Harland. Uh huh. I like that. That's good. How you think? How are they going to relate that to like? What's what's the reveal going to be? That's great. What a great idea. I don't know if there's going to be a reveal. It's just, it's just going to be like, <laughs> this is the basis for the idea. Where does it go? I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Maggie says, hey, big guy. Sun's getting real low. He's Hulk. <laughs> hey, big guy. Sun's getting real low. Why do you keep saying that to me? Oh, man. Uh, anyways, let's just dive into it because plenty happened sure. last night. Like Gargano came back in this opening segment. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so uh, uh, my favorite, my favorite 2.0 act because uh, they have such great chemistry and uh, and Trick really is. He's a funny dude. He is all in on the, he. I think Trick is going to go far because he is all in on sort of the, the borderline corny sports entertainment stuff. So uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams open the show. Trick has the, he's very into this. Like, I mean, we got the championship. He has the ring announcer repeat that Carmelo is the new North American champion. Trick says, we look good. We look like money, but we have gold now. He says, we're not humble tonight. We're going to have a mellobration. And uh, Carmelo says, four and a half months ago, I came here. I blew through the competition in the tournament, proved I'm the final boss, waited for my opportunity. Last week, I pulled a swerve on swerve. He reiterated, when I shoot, I don't miss. From now on, I'm calling the shots. I'm the leader of the new school. As long as this title's around my waist, this is the A championship. I don't care if Champa has a problem with it. I don't care who has a problem with it. I said what I said, and then Gargano comes out. Yeah, uh, he's like, hey, I don't think we've been formally introduced. Hi, I'm John Gargano. John says, I've had eyes on you. I have held the North American title more than anyone, uh, more times than anyone. Just want to come out and say, hey, congratulations. We're having fun here. This, this is a celebration, right? We're having fun. He says, I've been having a lot of fun recently with weddings, bachelor parties, honeymoons. Uh, it's been tons of fun. But now that Austin Theory's on Raw, Indy's gotten married, Candace is home pregnant, I have lost my way. And he says, I've been trying to figure out what's next for me. And and what's next is to go back and do what I was, do what I was put on this earth to do, which was wrestle. And wrestle someone like Carmelo Hayes. So uh, he tells Carmelo, do you want to take a shot at John Gargano? And then uh, Trick says, oh, did you know that Indy, your daughter, has been, all, has been in Hayes' DMs all week? And, and, and Gargano's like, oh, that's funny. Wow, that's really funny. And Carmelo's like, that's your daughter, man, we're talking about here. And John says, yeah, I know. And there's my son-in-law, Dexter Loomis, is behind Hayes and Trick. He tries to put uh, Trick in silence. 
and then Hayes kind of pulls him off uh, Loomis, and they 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 leave the ring. And Gargano takes the title with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought this was actually a pretty strong opening sequence. Uh, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see Gargano do the honors for uh, Carmelo Hayes. It'll be a good match, though. It'll be a great match. It'll be so a really had, good match. They did announce they had the invitation thing later on that they're having like a, Loom, a Loomis haunted house thing where Hayes is going to go and try to get his title back. Yeah, it's going to be goofy, but it might be entertaining. Trick is funny. Maybe we'll um, have a, a zombie ref there again. Uh, yeah, that could be. I like that he has been a mainstay. Uh, after yes. that, we had a pretty quick Odyssey Jones Andre Chase rematch from the tournament. This uh, was really quick. This was really quick. Uh, Odyssey Jones picks up the win with a splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Diamond Mind promo. Uh, Malcolm Bivens says, Hey, uh, earlier on, I was doing what I do best, which is minding my own business and not getting jumped in the parking lot. And all I heard were people talking about asking for title shots. He says, that's crazy to me because uh, week after week, Creed brothers have earned that opportunity. But now that I see how NXT operates, we're not going to ask for anything. We're just going to take it. And mm-hmm. so we get the Creed brothers versus Imperium next. Uh, Creed brothers have the upper hand and then Kushida and uh, Ikamanjiro run out. Brutus leaves his brother to go and brawl with them on the ramp. Mm-hmm. And this uh, gives Marcel Bartel an opportunity to roll up Julius Creed to get the win. And so Diamond Mine and uh, Kushida and Jiro continue to brawl up the ramp backstage. MSK attacks Imperium from behind, sends them out, and challenges to a match next week at Halloween Havoc. There was a good amount of booze and you suck chance for MSK. So this is that weird thing that goes back months where mm-hmm. like a couple people in the audience were booing him. Now it's like the entirety of the whatever they're calling. It this wasn't place the now. entirety. I'd there was a lot, dude. It was. I was, was going to say about 60, 60, 40, because there were some cheers for MSK. Yeah, there were some. You're right. But like, man, I was, I was like, why has this grown? Like, what is the deal? I, you know, I, I, know. I, I criticize MSK as the next guy when they came in because I feel like they hadn't really established much character stuff for me to get behind. Um, but I, I really love them now. I think they're fantastic. I don't know what this is all about. They're a really fun team. I don't know what, what the I deal is. I don't know here. either. I don't know yeah. either. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, gosh. This oh, man. This segment. is great. I love that this is. This, this is awful. Dude, man. Talk about zero chemistry. Oh, no. These. I actually thought that they were good together. I really did. I really did. I, I There's something about Von Wagner that, like, he it literally try- felt like they met for the first time right before shooting this. He ain't trying to be anything he's not. So this is great. So Kyler Riley, they're in the woods. Kyler Riley shows up on his mountain bike. He's ready to do some extreme bike. But he's got he's got everything. He's got he's got the helmet. Like he he's just got yeah. the, the backpack with the water thing in it and all that. Yeah, like somebody dropped him in a, an REI and uh, yeah. and he just went running around. Uh, and then Von Wagner pulls up in his truck. He's like, "Hey, Kyle, how you doing?" And he's like, "Hey, man, where's your bike? Where's your gear?" And he's like, oh, that's not the kind of training we're going to do today. We're going to teach ourselves how to get rid of a dead body. And he's like, what? So uh, they, they start walking, and Vaughn finds, like, this moderately large log. Not, It's not even a log. It's more it's a branch. Like a, it's a large branch. It's, it is a large branch. It's maybe, like, six feet in length. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, then, I don't know. Like five, maybe. Yes, eight inches in uh, diameter. Right. So he puts it over his shoulder. Now, look. I am not physically, as what they say, physically fit. I could do what Von Wagner was doing here. He just put this large branch on his shoulder and he started lightly jogging with it. And then he stopped and he handed it over to Kyle. He said, okay, Kyle, your turn now, buddy. And so Kyle did the same thing. Uh, and then they start taking an ax to a tree. And at one point, Von Wagner just looks too tired. So he stops and then sun goes down. Yeah, the sun goes down. <laughs> Uh, they have they have a nice fire going, and uh, you think that maybe something's gonna have some some romance is gonna brew between these two dudes, but instead Von Wagner's like, hey, we got one more exercise to happen. I'm like, yeah, and then he just takes out some brewskis and he's like, we, we got, got some twelve, 12 ounce, ounce curls, curls, yeah. <laughs> and then Kyle O'Reilly acts like he's excited about it, but it, you can tell he's not. He does not um, drink beer, man. No, he doesn't. And then he and says, then it, he says, Von Wagner, you're pretty out there, man. But then again, so am I. If we get on the same page, we could really do some damage. Von Wagner says, yeah, let's kick some ass. This was amazing. Zero chemistry. This is what I'm talking about when it's like this shit that's, it ain't boring. It ain't good. 
but it's fucking hilarious. And I love this kind of stuff. And Von, Von Wagner, he does. He has a very quiet charisma to him. I just don't know how well that's going to translate in the world of pro wrestling. Hey, Kyle. Uh, we got a quick uh, Cora Jade video package, and then we have a Joe Gacy promo. So we're sitting in a sitting, it seems like. It says, last week was a setback. Maybe NXT 2.0 isn't such a safe space after all, but the mystery remains the same. Uh, we don't need violence to settle uh, our differences. Uh, we won't be triggered by the words of fragile people who don't understand them and microaggressions, whatever microaggressions they may throw our way. Uh, we may be alone, but uh, I have empathy and I will speak, this is Gacy saying, uh, I will speak for them, for us as a coalition, and they will be stronger than they could be as, as individuals. And he reaches his hand out to what looks like a pane of glass or a two-way mirror or something. Or maybe he's just looking at the mirror. And on the other side, uh, Harlan appears, his reflection appears in the mirror, and he reaches out his hand too, so their hands are touching th- you know, with glass in between. And then Gacy tells Harlan, uh, take my hand, little snowflake. It's 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 pretty. I'm telling you, man, Harlan was able to get out on uh, some sort of uh, work release. That's why he showed up unexpectedly at NXT. So this is a flashback is what you're telling me. It's either a flashback or he's like, okay, you got to go back. He's listen. He's we already know a blue jumpsuit means nonviolent, which may be overcrowding because they're in Florida and they let him out on supervised release. But he has to go back. Uh, because you, you don't need to get out forever. He has to go back, serve some more time. And this is Joe Gacy going back and saying, hey, we, you you know, we're on the same page, man. We were there together in early January. We were there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it did. It did look much more like prison than a mirror, though. It was hard to say. We couldn't, couldn't see anything in the background. Cause there was there was no it wasn't lit. But there's a partition next to Harland. And a glass thing. And it yeah, wasn't lit because they don't have the budget to actually do a prison. No, obviously I know. That's why I thought it was more it was more subjective. Let me ask as you this. To just a prison thing. If there is a telephone there. Yeah, then, that'd be prison. <laughs> without a doubt. Um, can we can somebody run a poll? Was it prison or so, uh, a, a mirror that he's looking into? Because I, I know there was a partition, but that could have just as easily been like a frame or something. Mm hmm. You know, because we didn't get the full scope of the space, so it's hard to tell exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Roman yeah. Empire asked Larson, "Are you implying this uh, was NXT 2.0 getting artistic?" It sure. does. It does kind of feel like you know, I we the the roles are a little bit reversed here. Usually, I'm the one who's thinking that maybe they're they're gonna uh, give us a little bit more than they usually do. Now, I think you might be suggesting that this time. Let's see what this poll says. Immediately. <laughs> Wow, 90% say it's a prison. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Um, I love your idea, though. I really do love your idea. If they get that weird with it, I would love it. I think it'd be great. If HBK just watched Fight Club and he was like, oh, I, got, I hope this whole thing is just all HBK. Like, this is his masterpiece. He's like, oh, this is my time to shine. Paul's yeah. in the uh, Hunter's in the, in, you know, still He's recuperating. recuperating. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to show him what I could do. Anyways, uh, after that, uh, these losers, Legato del Fantasma, come out. We get a Santos. Uh, no, wait, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, get yeah. a Santos promo. Uh, he's talking about, uh, you know, I've been lucky throughout all my life. And I'm thinking, man, all you dudes do or lose. And he says, uh, but I've been lucky my whole life except last week. He says, hey, I've got beef with you, Carmelo. You're a lucky son of a bitch. And then uh, Cora J interrupts his promo. <laughs> I'm like, this girl's going to get her dude's ass whooped. And sure enough, that's what happened. So she interrupts the promo. We get Cora Jade versus Electra Lopez. Once again, Cora Jade gets a surprise roll up. Uh, and uh, yeah, later on, poor Trey Baxter's getting his ass whooped by Legato. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, we had an interview with uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker. They're asked if they can coexist. And there's been a lot made on social media about WWE being self-aware about all the coexisting storylines. And uh, I don't know. What's your take on that? Do you think that uh, their social media is being a little too cute talking about? Yeah, you think so? I think I think. Acknowledging the trope and recognizing that it's overused, but still using it doesn't make it any better than not recognizing it at all. You know what I mean? 
It's like, you know, you're doing something repeatedly ad nauseum, but rather than, all right, let's be a little more creative in terms of how we develop feuds. You just be like, hey, uh, we know we're doing this too much. That doesn't make it any better. It's interesting that because I, I firmly believe that the right hand never knows what the left hand's doing. And this is just like whoever does their social media being having having a finger on the pulse of stuff and getting a bit cute with it. It's interesting that it'll be interesting to see if that gets clamped down a little bit because. Yeah, acknowledging that you're doing something silly doesn't make it better, but like. It ain't the it's 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 not like Vince or Bruce is the one operating the social media. It's like whoever's operating their social media is kind of taking the piss out of the fact that they're yeah, being redundant yeah. with these stories. I mean, like on air when they they reference it, like and McKenzie they do, yeah, mention yeah. it, and then of course on Raw they mention it. Like the, you know, you're shining a spotlight on something they go to way too often, mm-hmm. and whether you do it tongue in cheek or kind of with a little, you know, uh, trying to make it uh, sarcastic or whatever doesn't necessarily make it uh uh you know any better so this makes this is this uh, then we know that you're aware that you do it too much and that's like okay if you're aware that you do it that you do it too much enough to make a joke out of it why not try something else yeah i don't disagree with that white brownie here in chat has the uh the ratings six hundred and six thousand. so that's isn't that down Weren't they at like? I thought they were in the 500s last week, but the the demo number is up because it was 0.13 last week. Yeah, the demo is up slightly, so they've been able to. Yeah, check on what what it was last. I yeah, I'll, it was, I'll check it. I thought right it was now. 640 last week. Um, I'll check. I'll check. So uh, so yeah. Anyways, uh, they're asked if they can coexist. Uh, Braun says uh, he's like, "Hey, Champa, I know how this goes. I've seen this. I've been around for four months now." He says, uh, "We're not going to do the thing where you accidentally hit me. I eat the pin." Champa says, "Look, man, you said last week you're going to keep me safe till havoc." I'm going to follow your lead, champ. Chump. Oh, I looked on the wrong day. There we go. I'm uh, still looking on Wednesdays for NXT ratings. <laughs> oh. So uh, then we get some uh, promotional. Uh, ma- so yeah. last week was, oh, it's 632. You're right. It was down. 632 mm-hmm. at a 0.15 last week. I mean, what, so was the week, what was the week that it did like 580 or something like that? Or was that like way back? Ago. That must have been a couple weeks back. Has two, has, that was the 2.0 thing when, when it was like really low? Or maybe that was, uh, here, let's see what it was two weeks ago. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it dropped, uh, yeah, it dropped like 40, was it 30, 40,000? So two weeks ago, it was 632 with a 0.13. That's the 0.13 I was thinking. So that, that like 18 to 49 batch of people are not going anywhere seemingly. At yeah, least that's for now. Seemingly pretty consistent there. Yeah. The number they want to get up is the one consistent. Is the one consistent. It's their, they're, now they're just shedding the old people. <laughs> they're like, where the old timers are like, ah, I'm not into this. I got to go to bed. I got to get a golden corral in the morning. Uh, so, yeah, next we got Io Shirai versus JC Jane versus Persia. Uh, and then the winner of this gets to spin the wheel. They got to spin the wheel. 
and then make the deal. Yeah. They were trying to make it sound like this was a huge thing. Like if if you, you want to be the one that spins the wheel, even though it's completely it's random, chance. it is chance. completely random. In kayfabe, it's chance. I know it's not in reality, but kayfabe, it's all chance. Oh, um, oh, let me. Okay, so you think this is all rigged? You think? Oh, there's, yeah, they, they, they know what they know. What stipulation they, they got booked for these things. Of there, course, there's a dude back there. There's a dude back there, like stopping where I'm they sure, wanted I'm to sure stop. There's an apparatus. There's an apparatus. Man, there stop. ain't no apparatus. Look, what did the what did the thing end up being? It being a ladder match. Yeah, there, there was like five different options on this thing. They would have done any of them if they stopped on any of them. No, this is, they're not gonna leave all that to chance. That's that's completely worked. No way, man. Absolutely, I think this is all this is all real. Is there you the, go. Roman Empire says you can put a magnet on the back of the wheel. What? And on the pointer. Really? Yeah, there's ways to do it. Oh, you don't man. need someone back there physically stopping it. What do you think the difference between a scareway to hell ladder match is and a rail and a normal ladder match? The name. <laughs> you think JC Jane is supposed to win this thing? So like she took herself out with that suicide dive, landed right on her head, like on her face, basically. Yeah. Um, and then EO comes out, does a moonsault, and JC sort of has a really soft landing on that. Uh trainer comes out, they go to picture in picture. And yeah. so you can start to see what's going on in the picture. And like, so like EO down there on the floor gets Persia in like a chin lock. And the ref comes down there and starts talking to them. And there you go. EO's going, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And yeah. even Persia in the chin lock goes like this. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I know. She's looking at the ref. I know. The and time. like they're in full close up on these girls, um, these women, sorry. Uh, and so uh, I kind of feel like the ref is like, hey, taking JC out of this match. Eo, you're yeah. gonna go over with the moonsault. Well, okay. then they they go back in the ring after the commercial break, and the first thing Eo does is goes and talks to the ref. Because yeah, they got to redo obviously the finish of the match. He was a triple threat. Now it's one on one. Whatever spots they had booked out, they have to kind of just adapt or, or or ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. get to the finish of this match. As just far as who's match. supposed to win, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Eo ends up getting the win, mm-hmm. hitting the moonsault to get the win, and so she goes up the ramp. Zoe Stark comes out, joins her. And then Indy Hartwell goes to the ring, joins Persia. EO spins the wheel, and it's a scareway to ladder match. Scareway to hell ladder match so next week. It's just going to be a ladder match. Frederick the Dino says maybe it's a reference to the stairway to hell match from ECW where it's a ladder match, but with weapons suspended above the ring. So maybe there will be a little bit more to this. Yeah, one could hope. With some weapons. One could hope. With some weapons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, after that, yeah, backstage, Trey Baxter getting his ass beat down by Legato, while Cora Jade can kind of just stand there and, and get berated by uh by Electra Lopez. Briggs and Jensen, Briggs and Stratton, come riding in to make the save in advance of their tag team match uh, with Legato. Uh, we had a quick Tony D'Angelo video package, and then another solo USO video package. Uh, I, I kind of like these. These are kind of cool. Yeah, he's he's making his debut next week. Uh, this next bit was okay. So uh, Kushida's uh, he's using the the restroom. The he's taking room. a piss, taking a piss. He is, and then Ikamajiro comes in and scares him. Yeah, that's while he's fun. still that's fun. While he's yeah. still going to the bathroom. Yeah, tag team. And, oh, at, at that point, tag team's done. I'm not tagging with you, dude. Oh yeah, but it gets it potentially gets worse. So so he's talking about how he's excited to be fighting side by side with his hero, and Kushida says, "Well, if we're a team." Then I did need to be style strong too because that's Jiro's thing. Yeah, he's I love the that. king style of style strong. strong, right? Yeah, it's great. And and Jiro says no, you're Kushida. And then he takes his his suitcase, dumps the contents <laughs> on the bathroom floor. And Kushida's like, no, what are you no, doing? Stop. There's like, yeah, piss. What, the <laughs> one of the most vile places in any place is the floor of a men's room. Yeah. And so yeah. he's dumping all stuff on the floor, and Kushida's rightfully losing his mind. He's like, don't do that. Yeah, there's piss everywhere. Braun yeah. Breaker was just in here. He doesn't know how to use a, a urinal. And so he gets he gets Kushida's vest. He thinks the drain on the floor is the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets Kushida's uh, j- denim shirt and vest and gives it to him. Kushida puts that on and gives him the sunglasses. And, and, and Jiro says, it's time for you to go back to the future. So whatever changes they made to Kushida's character, where he he ditched the Back to the Future references. They're going right back to that. Oh, come on. It's better anyways. You know it's better. Back to the Future is a classic franchise. Him it is. being Back the same to the time, Future is great. I don't I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. You I don't used know to complain about, about dudes just being badasses. 
This is he. That's what he was. Come on, man. Back to the Future. It's great. He's Marty. Yeah, but he smells like know. pee now. <laughs> He's pee Marty. That's a problem. <laughs> he was um, good. He was like whatever. Yeah, I just don't know where this is going. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's going back to the future, man. He's like, I, I, so. I just wish that you wouldn't have soaked my jacket in Braun Breaker's piss. Yeah, I know. He's like, Braun, stop peeing in the in the floor drain, man. I mean, you go to basically don't any tell me men's what to room, do. basically any men's room anywhere, and there's pee on the floor. Don't be a butt sucker. I'm about to whether, be the next NXT champion. Whether Braun Breaker's been there or not, there's probably going to be a pee on the floor. You want a friend? Get a dog. Tony D'Angelo took on some big giant jobber guy. What was the name? Uh, I have here Ru Fang. Yeah, that sounds right. That's a cool name. Ru Fang. Uh, Tony wins. This time I, I realize that he needs to ditch the uh, Northern Light Suplex part of this, of his finish. Just go straight to the to the crossroads. The transition from, from uh, Northern Lights. It's too much. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like a whole sequence. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, like, if it's two K nineteen, you have two opportunities to, to reverse it. I hate those ones. Oh yeah. Because you got yeah. the L one that's, and then you it just gives you, you the do prompt it again. again. But then, then the, your opponent can't reverse anything for a while. Yeah. When that happens, we get the double. Uh. So yeah, Tony D'Angelo wins that. Then he has an interview, and he's asked about the uh, the producer for lashing out, uh, having gone missing. And Tony says, swear it wasn't me. I don't know anything about it. Uh, the producer's name is Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah. Mark. That, yeah. Um, and then he, he gives Samantha, the interviewer, some money, tells her to get something nice and forget about it. Hey, he says, like, hey, I totally killed the guy, but hey, forget about it. It's all uh, then good. We, then we had Duke's poker room, and this is awful. Uh, so we get his inner monologue while he's, Dealing and playing a hand. So, okay, we realize. So, by the way, uh, next week, I think we're all here on the channel, on this on this Twitch channel, going to do Halloween Havoc Watch Along, yes? Sure, we can do that. Okay. But on normal weeks, so as not to torture Larson, the Enforcer and myself are over at MF Steve here's Twitch channel watching NXT 2.0 Watch Along. Uh, so we were doing that last night. We realized this is... So he's not the dealer. He is... The dealer player. It's like a it's like a backroom poker deal where he's playing as well. There's a conflict of interest there, though. That's why when you have it like a, a professional poker situation, whoever's the dealer is not actively playing in the game too. No, you can have friends get together and play. I understand that. Yeah, but if you want like a real poker room situation, this is not that. To, this is not that. Obviously not. For a variety of reasons. So we get his inner he's monologue. Only he's only wearing to... a golden vest. I'm almost positive he's not wearing bad. any pants or underwear. Yeah, this is all bad. So, but he, this is all bad. Anyway, so we get his inner monologue. He's trying to figure out what everybody has, whether you should call full, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he says, my poker room is always open. You can start calling me the house because in the ring and in this poker room, the house always wins. So that's going to be, is that going to be like his name name or just his finisher name? Or is it going to be a nickname? Duke the House Hudson. And then he'll just be House Hudson. House Hudson's got a good ring to it. It does. I want to talk about this next bit. This next bit might be my favorite part of the show. So we cut backstage and Jensen's been laid out by Legato. Briggs runs in, sees Jensen there and goes, Legato! And then he gets taken out. It was like the Klingon death death yell. It was like uh, a, a it was like Kurt calling out Khan. Oh, uh, God! Oh my gosh! Legato, so Legato, Duke. <laughs> and then Joaquin Wild with his amazing cape walks by and, and Raul oh, yeah. next to him, and he's like, "Oh, you wanted me? You got it." That was hilarious. That was so great. That was so great. So uh, you get Legato <laughs> versus uh, Briggs and Stratton. Legato gets the win here. Uh, because I guess Briggs and Stratton oh. were just like already beat up from those chair shots. Yeah, Legato! pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, see, that's the bad stuff that I can find hilarious is that type of stuff. I know it's it's it's, it's so hilarious. Great. Yeah. Uh, then we get a Raquel Gonzalez, Mandy Rose video package hyping up their match at Halloween Havoc. We, oh, didn't mention it. We also had another one of those uh, Dakota Kai 
package packages that happened earlier. Yeah, in the show. I was surprised. I didn't notice anybody on Twitter breaking down the shit that was being thrown in there, but it's totally Dakota Kai. It was probably all stuff that related to Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Anyways. Uh, yeah. yeah, we had Mandy Rosa versus Raquel Gonzalez video package. So Raquel's like, this is, this is nothing revelatory here. Raquel's like, I like the element of surprise. Uh, Mandy bit off more. She could chew Mandy with a Matt chat question says, I used to wonder how people could look over me given the way that I look, but uh, that stopped when toxic attraction came around and she says she's going to look better than Raquel as champion. And then Raquel, uh, they bleep out when Raquel said shit, which was weird. What, did Braun you, Breaker can say it? Did you notice that as well? Because I, I, I didn't was, notice that. No. I was watching on uh, on Twitch, so I don't know if maybe where Wrestling Streams HD is from. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice it. I didn't okay. notice any bleeping. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it wasn't a bleep. It was um the uh, the oh they drop. just cut it out. It was a drop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Anyways. So that happened. Uh, after that, we had Trick and Mello in the locker room. Uh, they're looking for Loomis. They're looking for the title, but they notice uh, Loomis's locker because it's lit up with a bunch of silly Halloween decorations. And they open it up. There's a, a drawing in there, and Trick looks at it. And he's like, he's looking at it back or uh, on the wrong side, and it says, "I think they wrote it in the Da Vinci Code," which was a pretty funny line. It is pretty. And then funny. Mello grabs it, and they have been invited to a haunted house. And uh, and and Trick is not happy with that because he does not like haunted houses. And Melo's like, I just need to get my title back. So he's they're gonna go. This yeah. should be pretty entertaining. I really like all the players here. Yeah. Uh, then we get what the heck? I didn't write notes for the main event. Ultra, then we get a Ultra Zero Star. So they didn't bleep it out on my feed. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we get L.A. Knight versus Grayson Waller. Uh, winner of this. Oh, I didn't have notes for that. Sorry, didn't separate it. Uh, ho- winner, winner of this gets to be host of Halloween Havoc. L.A. Knight is hosting Halloween Havoc. He gets to win with a, a, a BFT. Yeah, two minute match. Yeah. yeah, easiest gig in my life. Yeah, uh, and then we had our main event: uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Man, I really want Grizzled Young Veterans to go do something better than this because they were just getting. They're ass Hannah. So they are they're isolating Champa for a while. Breaker gets uh, uh distracted, so he's not there for Champa's tag. Eventually, when he is ready for the tag, Champa comes over, gets pissed off at him for not being available for the tag earlier, slaps mm-hmm. him to tag mm-hmm. him in. Breaker just completely annihilates Grizzled Young Veterans himself for the win. And then uh, they just sort of stare at each other as Champa walks off with the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's answer some questions. I put up a Patreon thread, but I sort of just opened it up for questions in general, given that it's 2.0. I don't know how many people are going to have questions really, about really that. Care about it that so much, yeah. I just figured, hey, we could do a bit of a friendo mailbag here. Sure. sure. Let's see. What uh, Nocturno with the sub. There's another sub earlier, too, and I unfortunately lost it up here. So my apologies. Let's see here. View, 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 view. Come on. Load up Patreon. Uh, here we go. Um, Jay Singh says, if we all agree that AW Dark and Elevation serves at a- as AEW's developmental show, mm-hmm. what could Dark learn from NXT and vice versa? I mean, the one thing about NXT is that it's not completely uh, uh, predictable. I mean, you know, the... I. Odyssey Jones had already beat Andre Chase in the breakout tournament. I thought maybe perhaps Andre Chase would get one up on him in a, in a mm-hmm. sneaky manner. Uh, mm-hmm. Still not sure what's going to go down in Halloween Havoc. So I think maybe some of the – whenever I have watched Darker Elevation, I have known the outcome of every single match. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe some of the unpredictability aspects of it. May, I, I honestly don't watch Darker Elevation – at all. So in terms of the production, I don't know if they've stepped up doing video packages and stuff for the production aspect of it. But NXT does plenty of that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think, you know, they, they do incorporate some uh, video production stuff. I think they try to do stuff that kind of enhances stories that might be being told on Dynamite Rampage. I think uh, I think it'd be kind of interesting. I'm, I'm sorry, I just cut you off. What, that's fine. You, okay. No, that I, was it. I do think it, it would maybe encourage me personally as a fan to watch dark and elevation a bit more if 
they had maybe somehow their own division exclusively for that show, like maybe a breakout type division where mm-hmm. instead of like an NXT, you have a breakout tournament. What if like they had some sort of division for people who are going to be on dark and elevation more exclusively? Maybe that would be cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Dan Daniels book Friday Smackdown in case there's travel issues coming back from Saudi Arabia. Uh, Charlotte's not on the card, so she'll be at SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Do you see the, this going to be the Usos versus Hurt Business in the kickoff? All my confidence points on the Usos. Yeah, I did see that. They 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 got Hurt Business back together. They've completely dropped the ball on having. There's been zero zero interaction, basically between Lashley and Cedric and Shelton since her business got back together. We have no idea why they're why? back together, what the yes. purpose of that was. We have nothing there. We have nothing. Yeah. That's it's, nothing. to me that's a more that's a more egregious crime if you will than tweeting out can they coexist or even rec- acknowledging story tropes. Oh. It's like yeah. just give me if you're not if you're going to do that, if you're going to be clever with us just at least focus on mo- character motivation, story beats that we need to see on TV. Yes. It's the bare minimum to ask. Uh, let's see here. Anthony R., do you think next week we see another clip of Von Wagner showing him how to hide a dead body? Well, I think we need Von Wagner to sort of start opening the that can of yeah, yeah, the conversation. I, th- I think before or after they cut, maybe he tried to. That's why, you know, hey, let's have some beers. Mm-hmm. Loosen the conversation up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, seriously, Kyle. I was watching this Dateline the other day, and uh, there was a guy, a large man, who found a dead body on his property. But this man didn't know how to do that. How would you? How would you approach that, Kyle? What? How would I approach what? What? Do you like sports? (laughs) Jay Singh says, uh, (laughs) "No, that was already Jay Singh." Uh, Moses supposes, if you were attending Halloween Havoc, what wrestlers would you dress up as? I we got to dress up as Gacy and uh, Harland. Okay. I'll just, Which I'll one of a, us is shaving shaving our head then? I'll put a bald cap on. Oh, I'll all put right. Put a bald cap because he's, well. he's smooth like a baby. I'd put a yeah. bald cap on, and uh, you can like maybe get like some sort of like pompadour wig, and yeah. uh, you know I'll put on the uh, sure sure the blue jumpsuit the jumpsuit yeah okay uh, white brownie which champion or champions are in danger of losing at Halloween Havoc? I would not be surprised if, if Raquel lost because not only does Mandy have toxic attraction, you got Dakota Kai potentially getting involved. Um, uh, yeah, that would most likely title change. I'd probably say that's it. I agree. I agree with that. I don't. I, I don't know about champ. What's the what's the uh, the tag title scene like? At- Halloween Havoc. Is MSK so MSK is defending against uh, Imperium. I don't think MSK is going to lose that. And then there's that triple threat women's ladder match. We get EO and oh, Zoe yeah. against a Toxic Attraction and Indian Persia. I could see Toxic Attraction coming over with all the gold. Yeah. I, could, I think that's yeah. going to be a thing. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> uh, War Machine, if Worlds Collide happens next year, which faction versus faction match would you guys prefer to see? Legato versus Gallus? Or Bloodline versus Imperium. Oh, Bloodline versus Imperium. Get yeah. Walter and Roman in the ring. Yeah, yeah, it's that. As much as I love Gallus, yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, Bear winning. What do you think of a heel faction with Andre Chase as the dean, Drew Gulak as the athletics director, Joe Gacy as the guidance counselor, mm. and Harland as their star pupil? I don't like it. I don't like it. I like Gacy and Harland doing either uh, – uh, my idea or Larson's idea? I like them both. I think they're both good ideas. Uh, <laughs> uh, David Matushek, if any NXT wrestler commissioned you to do art for them, who would it be and how much would you accept? Oh, I'd do it free. I'd do it for free gratis. Uh, and I would, I, I'd, I'd, man, I'd do it for any of those dudes. I think it'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be a cool project to do. Uh, fear and loathing with the sub. Thank you. Also says, uh, pick a male wrestler from the main roster to send it to 2.0, similar to uh, to Mandy Rose, how she went from main roster. To Otis. NXT. Otis. That's a good answer. Oh, yeah. Answer. I'm back. My beach. Get them back together, man. 
Uh, ooh, Alex Foster. What wrestlers would have actually done better on 2.0? He mentions Percy Watson. Let's say he, Percy Watson seems like a yeah, he's like a proto 2.0 guy. Um, would have done better in 2.0. I wonder if Chad Gable would have done better in 2.0. Oh, maybe. Like American Alpha might have done better in 2.0. Jason Jordan, maybe. I could see that. Uh, favorite customer? Do you think Dakota Kai will return to NXT or go to the main to main anytime soon? Those yeah. video packages they've been running seem like it's Dakota Kai. It's absolutely, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Xavier Gray says, "What do we think the stipulation is going to be for Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez?" Oh, what's the spin the wheel, make the deal? Stip going to be there? Well, Steve thinks it's all a shoot, so we can't predict it. I think it's going to be some sort of no DQ. Probably. Because that would make all the sense in the world because Raquel's going to have, like you said, the odds stacked way against her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, it is, it's a shoot, so it could be anything. Could be scareway. They could have two scareway to hell matches, ladder matches, man. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Uh, I like that. I, I, I don't think the technology exists. To rig this, the 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 the, the wheel. I know we have the entirety of human knowledge available to, available to us in our pockets on on whatever we want, yeah. and yet they can't they can't uh, work out a mechanism that could uh, <laughs> give you the result you magnet? want when you spin a wheel. A magnet? No, fake legs. <laughs> this is probably some jabroni behind the wheel. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> we can send people to the moon, but we can't rig a wheel. I know. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.